And Derek Wetmore down in Fort Myers, Florida, where he's been covering spring training, Hammond Stadium. Uh, Twins are a few games in now to their to their slate. They started games the week before March. Usually they wait until March, but here we are a few games in. So, Derek, when can we expect Logan Morrison to play his first twin spring training game? Uh, what's what's the timeline there from what you're hearing? That's a good question. We actually don't have a date circled on the calendar yet. From what I'm told, he's getting into town today and will probably do the physical, which would then, I think, mean, you know, they make the official announcement tomorrow, meaning he'll be in workouts, he'll be available to the press, get your glamour shot in and all of that stuff. And uh, I don't think it'd be too long until, you know, after that that he'd be in games. Keep in mind, he's probably going to be a DH for this team, so... Hope you've been swinging in the cage, bud. Now get out there and face some live pitching. I don't think they're going to slow play that one too long. How did Phil Hughes look in uh, start number one against the Cardinals on uh, Monday, Derek? Actually, kind of good. Um, I told you guys two weeks ago that I was in the very skeptical of Phil Hughes' camp, and I continue to be. I mean, I, I don't think he proved that he's a 30-start pitcher yesterday. But two springs ago... Or was it last spring? He had the thoracic outlet surgery syndrome. And whatever it was that they took out the part of the rib that just wasn't enough, I guess. Because he said last spring that he felt good, no limitations, let's go. But now the word that I'm hearing from a couple of people is, yeah, last spring it was a little bit of tough talk. It was a little bit of, I hope that I feel good, I hope this works out. Um, But never really felt confident about it. So anyways, the long story short, Judd, is that Last year, I saw 87, 88 on the gun with his fastball. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, he was 89, 90, 91, and I think that's an encouraging sign. Hughes said he was happy with the velocity, but that uh, he still hopes there's a little bit more in there. And I think if he's 91, 92, and he can throw it where he wants to, pain-free, then he actually has a shot to make this club and get big league hitters out. Yeah. Uh, what's, uh, now, now that Kenny Vargas is coming to the realization probably that there's not a lot of room for him on this Twins roster, uh, what do you think the fallout is there? I mean, is it is it is he going to be in camp the rest of March? Are they going to take it down to the wire? What's your sense from all sides there, Derek? Yeah, they have a couple of options with Vargas. And I, I talked to Kenny yesterday, um, and he told me that he's getting in touch with his agent to – see if the Twins will move him and give him a spot. He said, I have no room on this team to play, so he's just going to kind of let it play out. But that's his perspective. If you're the Twins, I don't think there's a sense of urgency at all. I agree with Mr. Vargas' assessment of his situation that there's not really room for him on this team. I think signing Logan Morrison pretty much signed that one off. But if you're the Twins, don't you just hang on to him throughout spring See if he has a good camp and maybe you trade him or something like that. See what somebody will give you. Or if somebody gets hurt, he's still insurance. He's still a, I mean, he's a major league caliber player. He's just not as good as Logan Morrison. So if somebody gets hurt, he could slide in there. And boy, then wouldn't you feel foolish if you just cut him and let him walk for nothing. Uh, They'll have a few options, but my guess is, Phil, they're going to wait through camp and then you either DFA him or find a trade candidate, or you put him on waivers and he clears, and you send yeah. him to the minor leagues and start this dance all over again. So he's uh, he's very aware of what this means for his situation. I don't blame him for wanting to get out and finding a better situation, but 
if I'm the twins, I'm not exactly sure I'd grant that request right now. Hey, Derek, do you think that there's more there with with him, or or have, have what what we've seen in the past, uh, what two or, th- or three years, is that that it for uh, for him? Because you know, you're going to get your comparisons and pe- people saying, man, I mean, there could be blah, blah, blah. And I know that, that he can uh, certainly hit some impressive home runs at times. But do you think that there's more there? Or do you think that these guys have seen enough to draw a pretty good conclusion about who he is as a uh, player? Yeah, I can see both sides there. I had a scout tell me this spring, Judd, that if Vargas got 500 plate appearances, this would be the year he puts it all together. He says he's just really in a good place. Um, and the power you alluded to, We've seen it. We've seen it in the big leagues. He's got some minor league home runs, maybe not as many as you'd think, but he does have some minor league home runs. And in BP, he is incredible. Um, if he wasn't on a team with Miguel Sano, I said this the other day, if, uh, if he didn't share a team with Miguel Sano, Vargas would be the guy you'd pay to go watch batting practice. But Sano's on the team, so that sort of belittles his power by comparison. Anyway, this scout thought that Vargas is a legitimate big league first baseman with, you know, plus power that will play up in games. Uh, the stats paint a little more damning picture for Vargas and just through parts of four big league seasons, he's been basically an average hitter. He's got some power, doesn't play up in games that much. He's prone to sort of prolonged slumps from either side of the plate, and that that really has hurt him. And I think the biggest thing that's hurting him he doesn't really have a position. He's he's more or less a DH at this point. He can play some first base, but there just aren't a lot of teams that are putting a high value on guys who can hit for some power, aren't a great overall hitter, and don't have positional uh, added value. Like If there was a team that was looking for that right now and you could trade, you'd do it. But if there was a team that was looking for that, they would have signed Logan Morrison. He's just a better version of that player. So it's it's kind of a tough spot. I, I do see more in the tank for Vargas, but he also has had an extended run to show the Twins that he needs to stick around. And frankly, after parts of four seasons in the big leagues, he just hasn't commanded that yet. Yeah, like I would say this because I, I do sense there's a lot of people because he kind of looks like David Ortiz physically when he stands at the plate and – there's still just a lot of post-traumatic Ortiz syndrome when you, you let him go for nothing. You don't have to worry about that. Kenny Vargas, yeah, he, Kenny Vargas, he ain't going to be David Ortiz. In fact, for every for every David Ortiz, there's there's 500 David McCartys. Like that's the path that he's more likely to go down than turn into David Ortiz. Yeah, when I say there's something more there, I don't mean there's a Hall of Famer locked inside and he just needs 500 at bats. I mean he's a guy who could potentially hold down first base for a team and maybe hits 30 home runs in a full season. And and not to say that that's not valuable because there aren't a ton of guys that can do that, but you're just seeing the last two years, not just this winter, but last winter too, that type of player just isn't valued that much by major league front offices. I mean, Logan Morrison has to go into spring training after he hit 38 homers. He has to go into spring yeah. training without a job and then settle for a one-year deal with a vesting option from the Twins. So, I think if that kind of player was valued, you'd be seeing bigger contracts for those type of players, but that's just not the reality of the last couple of years. I, I think that uh, there are a lot of Kenny Vargases out there, and to worry about losing that potential, I, I think that'd be a little fatalistic. Are, are we still on course for Sano to play on Wednesday for the first time? Yep, I heard tomorrow, and uh, it's a split squad, so uh, one half of the team is heading across the state, the other... 
staying at home to play the Rays. And if you made me guess, I'd say Sano's going to play in that home game so he doesn't have to deal with the travel. He'll be probably worked in as a DH would be my guess, but there's already been some talk about what it would look like to get him on the field. Um, how is he holding up physically? And I think that'll be a, I don't know, that's going to be an unfolding story throughout spring. Obviously with the investigation, that's something we're going to always be talking about, but right. just from a physical and from a health standpoint for Snow, I think that's going to be something they're going to have to monitor all spring with how is he holding up? How is he working back-to-back days and things like that? It, I really don't think that the Twins have gotten to the finish line on this uh, Miguel Sano conversation yet. Derek, do you sense that he, he's going to get some work at first during the course of the spring? Oh, yeah. I would expect that they're going to work that in as a possible option, mm-hmm. um, even with Morrison. I think that if you can just increase your flexibility for a guy like Sano, um, that's, I mean, you do it. There's not an easy path to 250 DH at-bats anymore because Logan Morrison's going to get most of those. So if you have Maurer able to play first and he can DH, Morrison first and DH, he's played some outfield, but you don't want to see that. And uh, Miguel Sano third, first and DH, that that does boost your option. I haven't heard them talking about it specifically, Judd, but I guess I'd just be surprised if they're not going to consider that a possibility. Who do you think uh, spring training doesn't matter for performance uh a lot, I think, but are there players that it matters for, in your opinion, on this 40-man roster or non-roster guys? Like, to what degree does performance matter? I mean, Eric Ibar is trying to make the team. Are there three or four players that, when you're watching these games, you're thinking, if Brian Dozier strikes out four times, it doesn't matter. But are there three or four players that you look and say, you know what, this does matter? Yeah, pitching. I I don't think there are... There's not a lot of position player drama on this team right now. Eric Ibar makes this team if Miguel Sano is not ready to answer the bell uh, opening day. Because, you know, whether it's for a suspension or he's on the disabled list, just not ready to go, whatever, then Ibar has a path to this team. But if everybody stays healthy, the position player group is pretty well set. We could ask questions about, like, Robbie Grossman or Zach Granite or something like that. But the positions that I'm really watching, Phil, are on the pitching staff. And it's not just one game necessarily, but if a guy starts stacking up some impressive outings and, you know, oh, hey, he's got the coach's eye, or, oh, this Rule 5 guy, Tyler Kinley, oh, he's he's having an interesting spring with a big fastball. Uh, that's, that's more of the position that I'm watching, both the bullpen and the starting rotation. So that's guys like Phil Hughes, Alberto Mejia, uh, to a lesser extent, like Aaron Sleggers and Annabelle Sanchez. And then the bullpen is just wide open competition for one or two or maybe three spots. So that's kind of it's a long answer to your question, but I'm really trying to key in on pitchers and how they do in, in multiple outings over the course of yeah. spring. Right on. You can find Derek's coverage of the Twins in spring training, 1500ESPN.com. Uh, subscribe to our Touch em All podcast feed, too. We pump out new episodes and then take stuff from the radio that you might find interesting. I know you have at least one interview that you are uh, gearing up for, so people can find it. Touch Them All podcast, anywhere you would find podcasts, or 1500ESPN.com, and the brand-new mobile app. Bye, Derek. See you what, Mark. Bye, guys. All right. Bye. Call of Duty Modern Warfare is here, and so is Mountain Dew. Roger that. Now you can unlock in-game rewards like only Dew can. Wait, what rewards? A Dew Operator skin. Man, I love Operator skins. Dual double XP, and even Call of Duty points. You're kidding me. 
Double XP and Call of Duty points? This is incredible! I can't believe it! This... Soldier, get a hold of yourself. Oh, roger that. Look for specially marked packaging and visit mtndugaming.com for details and restrictions. Open to U.S. residents, 17 plus. Call of Duty points available on 12 and 24 packs and free 20 and 23.